0: Hello, in this episode, Francis Cosway and I talk about what Francis believes is the first decision you need to make in your interior design selections. What is this? Well, it's your flooring and we know from experience that many homeowners don't start here. So in this episode, we'll be introducing you to the topic of flooring and some key things that you need to know and remember in order to get your selections right. So let's dive in. Now, before we dive into the interview, if you're listening because you want to get it right in your home's interior design, well, let me take a moment to tell you about the online program, Interior Design 101. If you're like most homeowners I know, dreaming, planning and choosing the interior design, finishes and items in your home, it's one of the fantastic and exciting highlights of any renovation or new build project. And yet, it can also be a minefield of options, confusion and overwhelm. Would you like to simplify those choices and have total clarity and confidence that your interior design will help you create your beautiful, functional, feel-good home? Well, that's exactly why Interior Design 101 was created. Interior Design 101 is a self-study DIY program. It contains the full version of all the interviews that are included in the podcast season. I couldn't put all of the questions into the podcast, so we've got the full interviews in both audio and video format, plus extra content that's been specifically created for Interior Design 101. There's full transcripts of all of our interviews. There's also extra checklists, guides, design layouts, and so much good stuff to support you in the interior design of your renovation new home or smaller project. This program has been designed to help you gain clarity and confidence in all those selections and decisions that you need to make for the finishes, fixtures, colours, materials and items that you'll be living with every day. So if you'd like to learn more about Interior Design 101, then head to www.interiordesign101.com.au and that's the numbers, the numerals 101. So Interior Design 101.com.au and I'll pop that link in the show notes as well. Now, let's kick off our episode. In season 7 of the podcast, Dwayne Pierce and I spoke about the importance of knowing flooring choices early in your project. They're actually important because they'll determine how your concrete slab needs to be set out and And how it will need to be poured and the overall levels that you have to think about early if you wish to have flush seals in your home or flush levels between your bathrooms and your main areas. So if you haven't listened to that episode, if you haven't listened to that season actually, go back and listen to season seven. It's awesome and uh, it will give you boatloads of information now I'll I'll pop a link for the show notes in the show notes of that particular episode that I'm talking about where we talked about flooring levels now knowing that Frances also considers your flooring as the first choice that you need to make I was really looking forward to hearing her views on why it's essential to choose flooring early and the different materials that you can consider. There are loads of choices that you can make when it comes to flooring, there's huge options. You know, you've got polished concrete, burnished concrete, you've got toppings over concrete, you've got timber, tile, carpet, bamboo, cork, linoleum, rubber, laminate, and vinyl. And in this episode, we'll be discussing why flooring is the first place that you start. We'll also cover the mistakes that many homeowners make, and the criteria that you can use to choose the right floor for you, your family, and your project. And then in the coming few episodes, we'll be diving into some of the specific materials that you can consider as well. So I do hope that you enjoy this episode. Well, Francis, it's fantastic to have you here. I'm really looking forward to this episode and next episode, because when you and I have talked off air about it, it's one of these really big decisions that completely overwhelm homeowners, but they often leave it far too late in the process it's one of these sort of afterthoughts because they don't actually realize how much it can drive all of their other decision making and what we're talking about is flooring and choosing the flooring for your home and how important it is to actually bring that decision well ahead right up front because it can impact obviously you know as we'll talk about some of your structural set out how you might have levels integrating with each other and the impact and the feel of your home overall so I'm really excited to be talking about this with you today and getting an interior design point of view view on it, particularly from somebody with uh, the wealth of experience that you have. So you've actually told me that for you, all interior design decisions actually start with the floor and that your goal in creating a forever home uh, is to actually help the client see that their floor is a big area. It's a really predominant area in the home and that it's worth investing in it as a fantastic finished product. So why do you actually start with the floor? What are your thoughts on it?
1: Uh, thanks for the lovely intro, Amelia, and I am also excited about talking about flooring because I'm very passionate about it. So the reason that people or that I encourage people to look at the floor, I'll start a project with the floor, is the floor is a foundation for everything else. So be that the the colour tones that you're using will then need to be built up from the floor. It's also um, takes up so much space. So it's one of the you know, one of the largest pieces of material that you'll be using inside the home, outside of the the external structure. And so it is going to be quite a large investment. So you really want to make sure that you're getting that right in terms of um, – It's functionality, how you need that to perform, how it might need to work with other things that you've got as objectives with your home, be that sustainability or other objectives when you perhaps get a little bit older. But I suppose everything else builds up from the floor. So even your colour tones, if you're choosing a grey-based floor, Uh, it's very difficult then to go and incorporate a really warm colour palette uh, into the home when you've got grey as the foundation um, and you're building up from there. So that's why I feel it's it's so imperative to choose it first.
0: Yeah, it is really interesting and I see people really struggle with the fact that it it they don't actually under, I think because you when you're in your existing home you don't actually um perhaps have an awareness of how predominant that 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 color palette of the floor is on your overall impact I know I mean the house that we live in has a very dark red timber floor. And it's so overbearing for me because I'm used to living in homes that don't have that level of dominance in the floor color. And it's quite interesting because, you know, we've been looking at doing, you know, internal painting and that kind of thing. And it's like, well, gosh, if we're going to have to deal with that floor, what can I do to knock the red out of that floor? What can I do to lighten it up without having to redo the entire floor itself? And so I think, you know, rather than starting, you know, I see a lot of people sort of think about their internal wall colors, or they're looking at kitchen joinery or, you know, tiles and things like that. And it's like, no, actually, just start with that floor is a great piece of advice what do you, are some of the mistakes you know I see lots of mistakes that homeowners make around this what are some of the mistakes that you see homeowners make about their flooring choices
1: uh, well actually I experienced it this week and I met with a client this week and they just went with a product that they knew from back in the UK and she said well we're going to use uh which was laminate flooring and she said we're using this because it's what we know and i think being able to research and really understand the different sorts of flooring materials that are out there and their advantages and disadvantages of each is really going to sit you in high stead for choosing the right floor that's going to work for you so doing your research is probably one or, or lack of lack of research and there's so many new products or improvements to products that are coming out all the time. So what you may have known is from 20 years ago, uh, its composition and its durability may be completely different to now. It's been engineered in such a way that it's much better than what it used to be. Um, I think choosing uh, maybe not investing in the floor because it's such a, it takes up such a large uh, piece of, of area in your home. And, and I feel that that's one of the areas that you really need to invest in. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, it is it needs to be so hard wearing. It gets bashed about so much. So you want to make sure that it's going to stand the test of time for you. But secondly, to replace it is such a pain. Uh, It is one of the hardest things to have to replace if you need to, um, particularly with levels and what you may be able to do as a retrofish or all sorts of things. It, It is just such a pain. So just invest in it and get it right the first time. There's definitely other areas that you're able to Compromise on, but the floor is definitely one I would say not. So I suppose leading to that is is you know not investing and choosing a cheaper option because it's um, it's fitting in with now. I think that you can always choose something else and make sure that the floor's right. Um, and perhaps opting for um, a floor that's going to suit you right now but not thinking how that's going to be over, um, you know, later on in life. So, for example, some people may be choosing a, a softer floor because their kids are young and they want their kids to be able to play on the floor. I mean, a couple of things that I would say to that is there's ways to mitigate that by having rugs and those soft foam um, squares that you can put on the floor, which is I know what I did with my kids when we had a, a harder surface. Um, because when they grow up and it becomes a party house and they've got people over and that floor needs to work really much harder for you later on. So in a forever home, I'd I'd be certainly going for a more more durable material. And then the other thing I think is people um, often feel that not having carpet in a bedroom, so they're missing out on perhaps using different types of materials in different spaces to pre- create a different feel. We'll probably touch on that a little bit later, but as an example, um, you know, having a different floor material and not necessarily having timber or a hard floor surface in a second living room so that you can create a different feeling, you can create a cosy environment and what I call a winter room um, so that it, it really makes it feel different. So I think it's looking at different options within the home as well.
0: Yeah, I think they're all great uh, beats of advice and we're going to talk through more about the criteria for how you go about choosing flooring and the different flooring types because there are a lot to choose from these days and and I think what I see a lot of people doing is they do, they get scared by just how much area it is, the level of, of investment that's going to mean overall, just kind of the chunk of their budget that they see getting dedicated to it and then they choose a lower cost option and there are lots of lower cost options available on the market these days that look quite expensive when they go down they're very, you know, they're designed to be quite, um, I suppose, premium looking when they go down, but they just do not stand the test of time. And you see, over time, them start to warp and lift and get a kind of a, a clicky sound when you walk on them, and not handle, you know, dogs' claws running across them or toddlers bashing something on them. And you know, it's just amazing because it's, it is this surface that you are on every single day and, uh, and it needs to be able to be cleaned easily and handle all of those kind of lifestyle impacts. Um, and particularly, like you say, it's, it's a pain, a pain to have to replace it because they all are different thicknesses and they all have different, you know, underlay requirements and they all have different sort of edge treatments. And if you've run it under your kitchen or you've run it around your kitchen or, you know, like it's just, it's this kind of never ending problem. If it doesn't work for you yet, people are choosing the cheap option more. and more and i see it in facebook groups and i see it in um you know the project home industry they're going for lower cost options all the time and i hate to think what those homes are going to look like in 5 10 15 years time as those um, floors just don't stand up. And so I think that, you know, I often say that when you pay for the cheap product now, what you do is you're actually signing up to pay more for it down the track. And uh, and I think that if, um, you know, if we can start to reverse that mindset that your floor is not just an afterthought, but it is actually sort of one of, it's the first interior choice to make. And it's the thing that you should be investing a good chunk of your budget in and everything else you can look at alternative choices, then it's a, it sets you up for a far more durable forever home. Uh, over the long term.
1: Absolutely I completely agree and I mean normally um, when I'm you know talking to my clients about why the floor choice is so important and when they have when I can actually relay exactly what you're saying here around you'll pay for it in the end, you're just not paying for it today. Um, it is once they see the sense in it and it's probably not being exposed to that information to realise the true impact of not choosing the floor right up front, particularly in your forever home, um, I really see them it's not an issue then to invest in the floor once I out, outline to them um, just, just how important it is.
0: I think to that point that you made about choosing for the long term, not just for now. And I, you know, I work with lots of homeowners who have toddlers and babies and small children. I mean, my kids were small on polished concrete floors and learned to crawl on polished concrete. I mean, they learned to crawl in construction sites, if I'm honest, but <laughs> they learned to crawl in uh, in on polished concrete floors. And we had rugs down and, we, you know, we did those kinds of things. And, and But they're, they're crawling for such a little length of time in the grand scheme. I look at them now. My son walks through the house in his soccer boots and it's like I need you know it doesn't my my girls they roller skate through the house and it doesn't matter how many times you tell them stop doing that they still inevitably do it and and we have chooks wander into our house and all that kind of stuff for where we live and and I'm so grateful that our floor can just be wiped clean and it's it's hard wearing enough that it can handle that so yeah I think if you know if you if we'd gone with carpet because we needed kids that were toddling and crawling around it just you know it'd be looking terrible so I think that that's um that's, yeah, it's a really great way to think about it because it can be really hard to picture, okay, what am I going to need in the future? And and what do we do now to kind of make things work for us, but build in that long-term functionality and flexibility as well. So we've we've talked about actually choosing with criteria. So actually having a criteria for what you need your floor to do, rather than going, okay, well, I just want this kind of material or I just want this kind of color. If you can actually choose with criteria, um, that can be a really helpful thing, you know, and even it's even better than saying, well, I only need it to cost this much, you know, if you can actually have the criteria, then that's really, I think a really good way to have some clarity around your choices. So, We've got some ideas about what these this, these criteria might be. Of course, you need to think about how it's going to function as a floor for you, both now and across the long-term. You need to think about who will be using the room. So is it gonna be kids, adults, Are they, do they have allergies? Are you gonna have pets running across it, You know, dropping hair, those types of things. The overall thickness is a really important criteria, particularly if you're going into an existing home, but also important when you're building new, because it informs a lot of other things that you need to know about your build. Uh, the durability is another criteria. Of course, cleaning, you know, you want something that's going to be easy to clean and uh, be able to be cleaned well. Your maintenance, so that's thinking about long-term, is there something you're going to have to do to spruce it up, to repair it, those types of things, replace components of it. You, of course, want to think about the environmental performance for toxicity. This is something that's becoming more and more relevant for people, thinking about uh, you know, volatile organic compounds, uh, if they do have sensitivities to particular chemicals and those types of things, how is that? And, and also just a a preference to choose things that are more sustainable. Uh, of course, thermal mass is another thing. If you're doing a house that is designed, uh, in a passive solar way, and you're really seeking to get the home to absorb, you know, and maintain your thermal comfort, um, You might be choosing a flooring that's going to completely undo all of the good work you've been doing in designing for orientation and trying to get the sunlight in in winter and keep the sunlight out. Sound and acoustics is a big one. People put in floors and don't realise how noisy it makes their home. And so that's really important. And then, of course, preferences for colours and textures. And uh, so that's a list of criteria that is a really good, sort of useful thing to work through. Francis, if, if you're thinking about how it needs to function, what do you sort of recommend people think about when they're thinking about that as a criteria?
1: Well, I suppose it is things. some of the things that you've already said around are their pets, particularly um, if you've got a cat that's going to be clawing its nails into, you know, loophole carpets, for example. Um, you know, is it going to be a house for entertaining? Are you going to have a house that has um, no shoes in, in the house? Um, so are you going to have big parties there? Um, they're going to be a lot of, okay, you've got small children, but then obviously they're going to grow up. So there's lots of things to consider um, about how much traffic is going to be going through that house and what type of traffic because obviously it'll be a little bit uh, different if you're a no-shoe household. Versus someone that's like what you've just said, you've got footy boots and roller skates and all that sort of stuff, uh, your floor is going to need to be completely different um, than, than if it was someone that was having a no-shoe policy, um, although I would still definitely opt for something that's more hard-wearing. So that's probably a little bit about function. I don't know if you've got something you want to add to that.
0: No, I think that's pretty, pretty right. And I think the thing is just thinking about how hard wearing do you actually need it to be? You know, if you've got a husband who, um, you know, I've had uh, homeowners who've husband has been a tradesperson. And so um, they will operate differently in their family in terms of the kinds of gear that they're bringing into the house, what they're popping on the floor, those kinds of things. And um, and compared to, you know, more sort of, um, I suppose, different types of families and the way that they operate. So, and it, it is that thing. Are you are you big entertainers? are you more you know home you're the kind of quiet homeowner who doesn't really have a lot of people around and how it needs to really serve you in your overall life because you are going to have your feet um, and belongings on it you know for a long long time so now that sort of links to who will be using it but one of the things we've obviously been thinking about and talking a little bit about is this idea around environmental sustainability and toxicity so how do you sort of talk to homeowners about you know whether they've got Family members with allergies and how that might impact their flooring choice.
1: Uh, well, certainly, if it's around the sustainability and the allergy thing, it's going for for natural products, it, probably in the first instance. So, in that regard, the first thing that comes to my mind is a, you know a natural. Uh, fibre for a carpet, i.e. a wool, uh, because much to people's um, misconceptions about it, it is actually a hypoallergenic product rather than creating allergies. So that would be perfect for someone that does have an allergy. In terms of the thermal performance, um, I mean, we even had the, the podcast about my own house. And the reason that I, for example, chose tiles to work with the thermal mass of uh, of the design is to choose the tiles so that it's not actually versus a, a timber floorboard for example so that it's not actually a conducer of heat it's actually working with the slab directly uh, rather than a, a timber floorboard that would not actually be working with the slab at all a bit counterintuitive um so they're the sorts of things that you could look at when you're when you're choosing the floor
0: yeah, well I think that that thing about the thermal performance is a really interesting one because because of the way that timber floorboards do sit on a concrete slab, you know, when you're doing thermal mass you're obviously getting the concrete slab to sit on the ground, you're getting it to be shaded or allow or or um, exposed to sunlight based on the time of the year and whether you wanted to keep heat in or um, protect your home from heat and then if you go and put your underlay and your timber floorboards over the top of the concrete slab as per manufacturer's instructions to install it you break the the ability for the slab to perform in the way that it needs to and so um, you're not going to feel the benefits of that thermal mass on your feet Um, and in the air temperature in the room so tiles will always be a better performer in that regard so it's it is definitely worthwhile if that is a goal for you in your home to be thinking about that in regards to the allergies you know a lot of people have got um, dust or mite allergies as well so they might want a floor that's perhaps easier to sweep and clean very quickly so that they can just get rid of any dust that's on it um, and wipe it off very quickly and there's lots of resources around you know the asthma council's got resources around choosing flooring that is better for for lower allergies and I've also shared a lot of podcasts about that and we mentioned too the sound and acoustics so a lot of people don't understand when they put a hard surface on the floor that obviously that then is going to create a surface that things will noise will bounce off and may need to be mitigated by the inclusion of soft furnishings and curtains and blinds how do you talk to clients in terms of just preparing them for that thought process around the sound and acoustics?
1: Well, I suppose if they are choosing a floor like a tile or a hardwood timber or engineered timber floor, the clear hard surfaces, which are very popular in Australia at the moment anyway it is letting them know that what are some of the options and I suppose, and particularly when they go in and it's empty, that they can hear the echo and it's like you need to live in here, rugs on the floor, um, you know, maybe upholstered dining tables, having your sofas, but there'll be lots of fabrics and curtains and things like that can absorb the sound. But it is making them aware, but I suppose it's in that, that compromise of do I go for something that is really, really durable uh, and is also really easy to clean and very easy to maintain and have other things around me that are going to mitigate noise and absorb noise versus something that, yes, is going to be great from a soundproofing perspective but is really not going to be very livable for us to have. When you're talking about upstairs as well, so when you're in a two-storey house, there's other things that you can do from a, um, you know, a structural perspective, like using something like aerated concrete, such as Hebel, which also acts as a very, very good sound barrier versus something like Yellow Tongue, which um, is, is not going to, you'll, you'll hear people stomping upstairs where Hebel is going to mitigate noise as well. And that's not even looking at the the flooring type on top. That's more a structural perspective.
0: So yeah, definitely those criteria. So d- So I'll just run through those quickly again. It was how it needs to function, who will be using the room overall thickness durability cleaning maintenance environmental performance for toxicity thermal mass sound and acoustics and preferences for colors and textures and the preferences for colors and textures I think that's a really personal one and we'll talk more about that as we go through the individual choices I really do hope that you found it helpful to hear more about how you can choose flooring for your project. And perhaps you've now got a framework of criteria that you can use to make this important selection for your own home. So head to the show notes. You can grab links and resources mentioned in this episode, and you can also get in touch with Frances and White Pebble Interiors, or you can check out her book, Your Forever Home. You'll also find a link to learn more about Interior Design 101, which is the self-study online program that will help you gain clarity and confidence for the interior design of your future home. Inside the online program, Interior Design 101, we've got extra questions that we covered. So we go through the criteria for selecting your flooring. We actually go through that criteria in more detail looking at it. Uh, each of those items and we especially look at sort of at functionality thinking about who's actually going to be using your floors and also the environmental sustainability of the materials that you're choosing and we also look at how thickness needs to be considered and what you can do as well if sound and acoustics are you know a concern for you in your home In the next episode, Francis and I will be back and we'll be getting into more detail with flooring materials. So we'll actually be talking about timber flooring uh, from hardwood to engineered flooring through to laminate and vinyl, which sit in the world of timber flooring. But as you know, they're not actually timber, but it's what a lot of people think of and look at when they're talking about timber flooring. And uh, so we're going to be talking about those things as well. We also discuss our personal dislikes. And uh, we have pretty strong views about flooring choices when it comes to timber flooring and what we recommend that you don't ever select for your floors, particularly in a long-term family home. So tune in to hear that. As always, huge, huge gratitude to you. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.